0: Welcome to Eterna. Keep your dice rolling, your friends close, your monsters closer, and don't let the old gods bite.
1: We will start where we left off, which was with Foresight off in the woods, Lark walking away from... Riley, Brock, and Adira and Leaf, uh, sitting down with Nina Bourne in her house. Uh, the most active moment here is Lark, uh, storming away, so we'll start there. Ricardo.
2: Yep. No, I'm still here. Um, I wasn't sure if you were like segueing into anything else. I'm, I'm just storming away. I'm going back to my room.
1: All right. So, you head off back to your room. Riley, Adira, are you two doing anything?
3: Um, Adira will turn back to Riley and be like, "I still have an appointment to keep. If you need me, I'll be doing history with Clint."
1: By all means, they, history away. That's what they call it these days.
3: May I ask what doing history? <laughs> <laughs> what is He wants to know about uh, the Queen's memories and that time period and such.
4: So you will be teaching him history.
3: I I suppose I don't consider myself much of a teacher, but. I can tell you about stuff from inside the palace. Well, just
4: doing history is a very wide range of things. Technically, you would, would be doing history right now.
3: <laughs> I suppose that's accurate. Yes, well, we don't want to
5: keep you, Adira, from your appointments.
3: Okay, well, any more catastrophes, you know where I'm at.
5: I hope not.
3: So I will run off to make this appointment that I'm already late for.
1: All right. So you head indoors, uh, heading up to the room of Clint. Uh, you knock and He lets you in. Uh, well, that's Riley.
3: nice of him. It would be hard to have a conversation through the door.
1: Well, you never know. He might be dead asleep again. Uh. Bring this a little bit closer. All right, so Riley, Brock, uh, what are you two doing in the moment?
4: Well, Brock is going to look at Riley. And <laughs> Riley ask,
1: looks at Brock.
4: <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Ooh, I don't know what to do. Don't blush. Uh,
5: it's okay. Take your time.
4: Now, he would ask, uh, so me and, me and Leaf were wondering, because you had received a note, Talking about the girl, and we were thinking that possibly that would be the obvious, you know, of what's that girl's name? Nina.
1: Yes. Is that right. Yeah. Nina. Nina Bo- uh, we were
4: thinking that would we were thinking that would be the obvious of Nina, but Leaf had brought up that it could be someone that you know that we don't as. We're not exactly sure where that, where rat came from. So we 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 just wanted to be sure that this wasn't something more than we were thinking. In the obvious path of thinking, this might be Nina. So is there any girl that you would know that may still be in
6: danger?
5: Believe me, Brock, the thought has crossed my mind. Uh, the reason for my travels is I'm seeking a, uh, someone close to me, and when the creature mentioned the girl, uh, I thought of only Nina and her. Though I'm still confused and it's very unfortunate that the creature who assaulted me in the alley has since been turned into a nice red paste, since this means I can no longer question it.
4: That does that does make it difficult, yes. Um, do you intend to seek seek this girl out? Do so you know where she is?
5: The last piece of information I knew about Victoria's whereabouts was that she was um, that she had returned to uh, Starlight, hence my drive for this travel, for this adventure. It's very convenient that all of us seem to have a reason for going there. And it's only now that I'm growing more concerned that perhaps something happened to her upon her return or on her way back.
4: I suppose it is rather convenient that we are already heading that direction. Um, If we get there you have trouble finding her, please do not hesitate, I, I will help you,
5: whatever you think. Yes, of course, I, I think it's worth, in our time left here, asking around to see, perhaps if anyone has seen her recently. I would hate to prove the were beasts words true, um, as they would apply to Victoria, but it's something that has been on my mind, yes. Cool. um and this at this point riley will like glance over his shoulder the uh the individual that like lark had tried to approach is he still like standing near us or did he like fuck off
1: uh he started walking away uh toward the end uh, if you would like to stop him you still have time to do so
5: the same inn we're staying at
1: yes oh well then we'll
5: just catch up to him at the end i guess um, but Riley will, once he sees that, uh, his name was Ke'ase, right? Is that it? Ke'ase.
1: Uh, Ke'ase, yes.
5: got it. <laughs> once he's uh, confirmed that Ke'ase is going back to the inn we stay at, he'll turn his attention back to Brock and say, I'm almost thinking that it might do me well to have some uh, downtime for the immediate future, but these thoughts are troubling. I do think I will spend some time asking around Brock. Would you heed Lark's words and make sure that uh, Ka'aze has some company for this evening? Some friendly
4: conversation? Uh, yes, I can I do this. I am always, I am always willing to have a drink. <laughs>
5: um... Riley will uh, pull out a couple of coins from his own purse and offer them to uh, Brock in payment for a drink for himself and for uh, Keaze.
4: No, he would hold up his hand and shake his head. I, I have plenty of money.
5: Fair enough. I'd be remiss if I didn't offer, but I should head off.
4: He would not. Just kind of in, like understanding.
5: And uh, with that, Riley will depart to set upon the town to gather information.
1: All right. Uh Brock, when you enter the inn, go ahead and make me a perception check.
3: Okay, I me have i mean Uh skill
4: check. just clicking on the skill in this, make it roll as well.
1: Um the thing over to the right, the uh the total Ah, right
0: there. don't drag it, Tona?
1: You can drag it or double-click it, either one. That'll
0: work. I do not see anything
4: here. Try that. There that? It? it goes. My 15. 15.
1: Alright, uh, you would notice um, as you enter and look around for Ke'ase, uh you would notice just the, sort of like the, the uh, bottom of his clothes and feet as he goes up the stairs
4: Uh, I I will follow him I suppose alright I really hope he doesn't like go into a room and feel really weird following him in
1: there alright so he he, uh (laughs) Lark go ahead and uh I'll just say you can see this actually because it would be fairly apparent to you um You went back to your room, uh, you would notice that from under your door, uh, and around the edges of it, there appears to be, uh, flickering firelight, almost as if the inn outside is ablaze, though there is no smoke.
2: Well, I hope this isn't the guy who lives in the floorboards. (laughs) Uh, I go in and I open the door.
1: Uh, you would see standing right before you, uh, Ke'aze, the flames, this is even closer than you were to him before, the flames barely staying lit from the just raw amount of what seems very much like wind force pushing them away from you. Yeah. He um, looks very nervous. Interesting. Uh, and you had introduced yourself before, correct?
2: Yes, um, didn't I leave before Kaazi Ke- though? Wouldn't I have gotten here before him?
1: Yeah, he knocked on your door.
2: Oh, okay, never mind. Um, I, for some reason I had that the other way around my head. Um, okay, so, um, yeah, I uh, invite him in.
1: He will enter, uh, giving you a, a slight berth. Uh,
2: yeah, I would definitely, like, be stepping back, because this isn't pleasant for me as well.
1: Uh, And just to note, though the flames are intense and bright, uh, they do not seem to actually give off heat. Uh, Like, they're not burning you or making you sweat or anything. The only thing making you sweat is the uncomfortable.
2: Yeah, and and I I think it would make me uncomfortable on a metaphysical level, almost more than
1: a physical level, so... Right. And, uh... So you would say... You and I, we have similar curses, I believe. That we do. I wonder, perhaps, if there is some way that we could help each other.
2: I was thinking that as well.
1: From what your friend said, My... uh, My accursing beast is some sort of demon, and yours a soul-eater.
2: Yes, it does seem to be that way. I was, uh... I was just thinking that, uh... Um ours does seem to be the the lonely path
1: perhaps it need not be quite so lonely we Um, have both lost much we have
2: if your experience is similar to mine then yes um, I mourn for you brother Um, I say uh, let me gather my things uh, and I must write a note for my companions For they shall sorely be missed
1: Very well I think right. that Our flames perhaps May help Light each other's way
2: um, And as the sun We shall guide each other's path But uh, yeah. No I Oh go ahead
1: Oh, I just said, he nods.
2: Okay. Um, I, uh, I'm just gonna gather my stuff, uh, and I'm going to take out a parchment, and I will be writing a note.
1: Alright. Brock, um, you get up behind him, you're, you're a much slower sort of person, so you get up behind, uh, and you hear a door close. Go ahead and make me another perception. With the twelve, you know that the door that closed was somewhere in the second half of the hallway, and on the right. And taking offense to being called slow by the GM means nothing when you say it in Terrence.
4: How many uh, how how like how many doors would the back half of the right side of the hallway include? Like, is this like two doors or just like?
1: It, it's it's. Uh four doors, five if you include the one that's at the end, but oh you God. kinda get, gather the feeling it's not that one.
4: I mean I technically could do something to find them, but I feel like that's entirely appropriate. Uh huh. Who said there's four. Five. Is that not one? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm to have to do that. that work? No? How hmm. do not roll these little dice on the side here?
1: What do you mean? Oh, throw them into the text box.
4: <laughs> oh, into the text box. Okay. Oh god, now I have four of them. <laughs> yeah, first. I knock on the third one.
1: Okay. Lark, while you're writing... Uh, your note, there comes a knock at the door.
2: Alright. Um, I go to... Uh, I go to the door, um... I kind of gesture, um, so that he's not, um... Uh, kind of, like, immediately visible, and I'll sort of, like, crack open the door.
1: He'll, he'll nod and, like, put himself against the same wall as the door. Okay. Uh... Outside is Brock, uh, whom looks like what? What is, what is Brock's expression?
4: Um, I, don't know, I guess he's just kind of like wondering where this dude went, I'm like a little confused.
2: Wonder, wonder where who went?
4: Uh, well, he would he would say to Lark he would be like, this uh, guy. Have you seen your friend come this way? My friend? Uh, the, the the man from your homeland.
2: Mm, no, I can't say that I have. Twelve on my bluff. <laughs>
5: <laughs> wow, she's going to lie to me like that.
6: <laughs> Everyone lies uh, to the Brock. <laughs> I thought
4: we were friends.
6: See, what's <laughs> <C-F's laughs> legit.
3: Wow. Okay. Uh, Jeez. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow.
4: Wow. A four. No, that oh. is a
1: four versus twelve, so failure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um.
4: Okay. Uh I, I guess he must be in one of the other rooms then. Uh, I'm sorry for bothering you.
2: Did you see him come this way?
4: Uh yes. He. I saw him walk up the stairs. Hmm. But. I mean, I Odd. suppose there are several other rooms that we could, have, we could have gone through.
2: All right, well, come see me if you find him.
4: Uh, I certainly will.
2: Otherwise, I must insist that I uh, should have my privacy tonight. Yeah, of course. All right. And I close the door.
1: All right, so you close the door, and Jose looks at you with a certain level of concern. <laughs> and he will whisper to you as I imagine Brock is walking away or is he just going to stand there creepily at the door?
4: No, he's are going to knock on a different door.
1: <laughs> okay. All right, you go knock on another door and Kehaze will whisper to Lark. You do not. You do not wish them to know you are leaving.
2: Um... I say um, no. I do not wish to be followed.
0: Very well.
1: Perhaps then we could go through the window if you do not wish to be followed. But
2: yes, we will. Uh, we will wait a bit and then we will make
1: our exit. So. Very well. Uh, Brock, you go on to knock on. Not the next door, as that's Forsyth's room, but the next one. To which there is no answer. And the next door, a mildly portly human man uh, answers the door and is like, Uh, yes, sir. Uh,
4: I will. I will kind of give a description of was, And I'll just be like, have you seen this man? And I'll describe him as I had seen him earlier. I don't actually remember his description off the top of my head. But I will describe.
1: He kind of makes a face, like he's thinking, and like his... his mouth goes into like a long frown, and he's just like, no, can't say I have... sorry about that, sir. Hmm. Well... uh, I guess,
4: sorry for disturbing
1: you, then. Not at all. And he'll close the door.
4: Well, as... That would basically be kind of this whole section for the most part. I would, yeah. as as I'm not really on a mission to hunt this man down. I was just gonna have a drink with him. I'm just gonna go back down and have a drink because, I mean, I'm not like on a mission to hunt this guy down. I assume he's gonna leave his room at some point.
1: All right, so, so you go downstairs. I'll, I'll just go
4: hang out in the the lobby or the right. tavern area.
1: Meanwhile. Adira and Clint are going over some basic, like, just clarification things at this moment. I don't think it's been very long since she's been in there. And so, yes, anything you can tell me about uh, whenever the Queen's memories were of Helios would be quite appreciated.
3: Um, okay, well, let's see, uh, her father, of course, was, was King. She was the oldest, so she got all the schooling, the prep work, because um, they decided pretty on that it, it didn't look likely that her mother would have another child, and she did end up having a brother, but it, he wasn't born until many years later. She was not happy as a kid, I guess. Um, I don't don't know how much detail you want on this stuff. Well,
1: any insight you can provide would be certainly accepted. Generally, broader things as well would be helpful, such as the state of the country or palaces, current technology, anything you can give me, really.
3: Oh, so all the stuff the DM hasn't told me. Okay, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, the, the basic idea is there's... Like, the further back you go in the world's history, the spottier it gets. Generally speaking, only... Only, like, certain religious and community-based uh, his- historical records have actually survived and everything else has basically been discovered through archaeology. So he, he's just trying to see everything he can, basically.
3: Clint, are you a brave man?
1: Uh, well, I think that depends. Why do you ask?
3: Are you easily frightened, easily disturbed by things?
1: I would think I've got a a level head on my shoulders.
3: You want to see history?
1: He's being very confused by your statements, obviously. I'm not quite sure what you mean.
3: Give me your hands.
1: He apprehensively reaches toward you.
3: She'll sit there until her mind goes far enough back that he gets to see history.
1: Alright, uh, I'm going to give him a few rolls. Early on, he seems very shaken and disturbed, but after a couple of minutes he he will take a deep breath and study his resolve and remain calm throughout the rest of it. Seeing a great many things from the from the original palace you grew up in to the pre-ship complex which you had constructed uh, as your new palace to the daemon and you actually unsurface new memories for yourself. The black cloud of daemon would lurk in shadowed places uh for the queen waiting for her to come and ask it to do more every time it would seem to become more and more defined something that the queen caught on to but discarded as not important when she first summoned it it was little more than a spherical mass of Dispersing smoke, but by the time that she felt the dark, cold embrace of death, it had grown quite large and its eyes could be seen. So you kind of gain insight into how long and how pervasive this Damon's presence was and it kind of sends a shiver up your spine
3: okay um cause yeah she worked with him for about 10 years so
1: yep and when You feel like you've shown all you can show in its cracked and broken trains of thought and memory uh, before it just started devolving into chaos uh, in your mind. You had seen a lot of Clint's life in in the trade-off when he was young you know that he felt a lot of fear and uncertainty. As he stated before, the aftermath of the war, it was not quite as nice a place to live as it is in the modern day for an elk. There was still a lot of leftover racism, a lot of still, like, internal skirmishes, coups, and and social... Uh, disbalance between the Royalists and the Revolutionaries. And he saw all of this pass by as he grew and his parents went on. And he saw that more elves, at the very least in this land, more elves tended to die of injury or illness rather than old age. And he saw pieces... ...of history just lost in the death of others. Even in other long-lived races, they would forget or fail to pass on. And you can feel that while he's a decent person some of his reason for doing what he does is a bit spiteful it's because others weren't good enough to do it but at the same time it's because he doesn't want it to happen again so he's had a lot of loss he's i mean he he's an elf that mostly lived in human society he'd had friends that would grow old and die ...or have life happen to them by the time that he reached full adulthood. And he's a little earlier than middle-aged for an elf, so he, he, he's gone through a couple of human lifetimes. And it's, it's made him a bit weary, but he's not so jaded that he wouldn't make friends with others and continue to do so overall it seems like he's had a boring but decent life
3: well when the uh, vision stop, she'll pull her hands back alright okay. and just be like that's, that's really all I can show you
1: and frankly neither of you know how long you've been sitting there Lark, a bit yep. of time has passed on your end. Alright. So, Keaze asks, When will we go? Now, or are we waiting until your companion's sleep?
2: Um, can I hear voices from downstairs?
1: Yeah, probably, but given the day-night cycle, or rather lack thereof, in this world, you would expect that at any time. That's fair.
2: Um, Alright. So then I will uh, uh, I will nod, I will uh, um, finish scribbling my note. Um, right. And then I will um, signal to him so that we may leave out. A...
1: Alright, so you head out the window with him. Uh, both of you Walking away into the night. That's right. I imagine probably getting a bit of a head start on towards starlight. And then from there, who knows? And with that, Lark leaves the party. And Lark and Keaze set off on adventures of their own to seek out a way to deal with their curse perhaps a way to restore their people that have been lost to it so uh, a note is left on the bed the door unlocked and I will get to that in the morning uh, or whenever y'all go to look for him and thank you very much for being with us, Richard. Uh, it's It's been awesome, and I'm really fucking awkward, so I'm also sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, it's all good. Absolutely. It's uh, it's a pleasure.
5: Yeah, dude, it's been a lot of fun. I, I like your mindset at the table. I enjoyed it a ton. I'm, I'm a little saddened to see you go.
2: <laughs> thank you. Thank
5: you. No problem.
7: I will abscond with more tables in your memory.
5: Oh, absolutely. Done deal. We'll just collect tables in honor of Lark.
1: (laughs) This table stands for the L. This one's for the A. This one for the R. And this one for the K. That really long one over there is the Shungaderno because nobody (laughs) can spell it.
2: Just uh, just remember your job is to take care of Mozart.
5: Yeah, I'm sure Leaf will be right on that. A new animal companion for his growing He's horde. Board,
2: it. Somebody has to hold the cat.
7: <laughs> Gotta teach Box how to use disabled device. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, so the next thing I'm gonna do is plunge you immediately into another trap dungeon. That sound good?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright. But.
4: Uh, Riley gets to learn his new job real quick then.
7: I don't want
5: to take Disabled Device.
4: Oh, you're not gonna. <laughs> oh. No.
6: <laughs>
5: you so have, you have the most health. You. <laughs> Can't you just like throw rocks at things? Can't we just do that?
7: I mean, really, that's, that's the just a that we punch our way through the wall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Enough damage is Disabled Device. All right, and so Riley, you go out into the town in search of information. Brock, you're downstairs having a drink, waiting on uh, Kiyaze.
7: Yep, waiting on somebody who's
1: never gonna, who's <laughs> never gonna come back.
4: <clears throat> oh,
7: a heart-shaped locket with Kiyaze's face in it.
1: <laughs> There's the sad piano music in the
6: background. <laughs>
1: As you are walking uh, down the streets, go ahead and give me a perception check. Is this Riley? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry. (laughs) Great. Good, good. Uh, Let's see here. That's a 19. 19. All right, so you're looking around. Uh, You notice somebody over in an alleyway, looking rather suspicious, hunched over by a barrel. Uh, They seem to be... convulsing is the wrong word. Undulating? That's gross. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay.
5: So he's this figure is suspicious because they look maybe physically unwell?
1: Yeah, they're kind of hunched over and being weird. Uh, It catches your eye. Well, uh,
5: Riley takes a uh, deep breath, kind of straightens out his now clean clothing, um, and though his mind is troubled with many a things as of today, he will at least uh, strive forward in confidence that Brock will do his mission properly and not leave Ka'azze alone, and that at the end of the day, Riley will return to the inn and be sharing drinks with the two of them.
1: Riley approaches the figure. All right. As you approach, mm-hmm. uh, you can hear the telltale sounds of a a person who has uh, perhaps uh, ill or perhaps had far too much to drink and is uh, heaving rather heavily when When you enter the alleyway, um go ahead and give me another perception check.
5: Nat 20 for a 26.
1: All right. Uh, You would notice that somebody steps into the alleyway behind you.
5: Well, ain't that swell. Is this person still, like, looking awfully sick by the barrel?
1: Uh, No, they would take note of you approaching and the other person behind you, and they'd stand up and turn to you as well.
5: I suppose I'm more curious if this person is actually sick or if this is just a hole.
1: I mean, there appears to be barf on his face, but he doesn't look like he's actually ill. All right. He looks kind of like grungy and nasty and unkempt. Uh, Riley will
5: say aloud to uh, the individual who was kind of undulating that. um, (laughs) I was concerned with your well being though I didn't mean to approach with someone else in tow. seems that I'm stuck between two
1: strangers. Are you all right? Oh, I'm all right. You know it could really help though you know a couple of a couple of gold might might you know be good enough it might bat off that weirdo behind you, you know.
5: Uh, Riley glances over his shoulder. How uh, how does this person behind me look, and what is he armed or carrying?
1: Uh, he appears to be holding something thick and relatively short, probably a club. Mm. And and he's pretty well built, a lot less slight than the man in front of you. Mm.
5: Can I do either a sense motive or a knowledge local to kind of size up what I'm up against, their capabilities,
1: uh yeah, give me a sense motive. Okay. That is a twenty three. Um, you figure these guys are probably grifters. They'll, they're they're extorting you for, uh, passage back out of said alleyway.
5: Riley will look around the alleyway, uh, smile, and say. You know, I was actually seeking a rest. This is a uh, mighty comfortable-looking alley. Would you care to stay here and share some stories for maybe an hour or two or three?
1: Give, give me a uh, persuasion or diplomacy. Okay. Yeah. I just reverted to 3.5 really Super hard for legit. Some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's been years. <laughs>
5: uh, Centuries, even.
3: What is 3.5? Because we were playing 5e last night, and there were persuasion checks in it instead of diplomacy. Oh, that's why.
1: Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley got 21. 21? So, they're like, Yeah, how about we just, you know, leave you here for a few hours and take all your gold, then? How about that?
5: Oh, man.
1: <laughs> Riley probably says that under his breath. Oh, man. Um, the price is 4 now, by the way. Keep talking and it keeps going up. Four four gold pieces. Yeah. Wow, that's I
5: can't believe I talked my way up to that much. Riley will um fucking let me see how much money I have on me. I don't think beating up these guys is probably worth the effort.
1: Uh hold on. I'm sure I have currency down on the sheet somewhere. Yeah, it's at the very bottom of the inventory page. Oh.
5: Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, um, sure. Riley will uh, stride forward to the person he's talking to, um, reach into his uh, purse, and pull out five coins to hand over. Alright. With a smile, he'll say, and a little bit extra for the company, pat the guy on the shoulder, and walk out of the alley.
1: See? That's a good businessman there, Tug. That is. And he'll he'll laugh with his uh burly friend that's fine they they can rejoice over five gold all right so you exit the alleyway yes. and you're in general search of information uh what is it exactly that you're looking for
5: so last riley knew from the uh, time in storm bluff was that victoria has uh kind of joined the calistrians and that's They had left Stormbluff like a couple of weeks before he arrived there. So he's probably like, what, a month, a month and a half behind them. So if it like makes sense in terms of travel for them to maybe have passed through this place, he was going to ask around probably starting at any um, religious like churches or something just to see if within the last few weeks a uh,
1: group of callistrians had passed through. Okay, uh, go ahead and make me a diplomacy check to gather information.
5: Uh, We'll do so. Uh, let's see. That's a uh, four on the die, which brings me to a twelve.
1: Twelve. Well, you go around and like people are like oh, I, I think so. Yeah, the local holy sites and uh, and churches, all kind of have like a general affirmation that yeah, I'm pretty sure they came through a couple of weeks ago, but uh, they don't seem to remember super clearly any details about the group other than uh obviously they were Callistrians given the colors they were wearing
5: okay yeah with uh no details to run off of um i'm assuming that probably just walking around town and talking to people probably takes riley a little bit especially since he's uh, a little verbose so um <laughs> if it's uh, if it's getting late his, the end point of his journey was to at least swing by Nina's to see how things are going over there and then potentially return to the inn
1: alright so before we get to that uh, we'll go with Leaf who's been sitting there this whole time
7: been babysitting Nina
1: yes I mean she's still weak from her exposure to the poison but uh, she does seem to be okay you know there's still in your pack, there's a bit of sod root, uh, that you could use to boil up and make into a weak medicine or give to her in a slightly stronger way, but with the addictive quality, if you'd like to do that while you're here.
7: Didn't we have, uh, like, two two doses of the non-addictive brew? Foresight has them. Oh, he, he didn't leave them with me, given that I was babysitting?
1: Uh, you haven't he he hasn't given anybody anything yet. He was still crafting them.
7: Oh, that's a bummer. Okay, um then yeah, I'll I'll just be uh I mean, she she can have an addiction as long as she doesn't werewolf out and eat people. So, uh he'll you know prep prep the medicine to kind of help soothe the uh symptoms and you know, he'll he'll be trying to keep her fed and uh the whole time he's just like either humming a little song in his head or he'll tell her stories about a certain gnome that he knew quite well and all of their adventures and uh i guess if if it comes down to it and she like falls asleep or whatever he'll uh see if he can find like a tree branch or something outside and start whittling that down into like a medallion or something
1: all right she would enjoy the company uh like like i've said before she's she's not like a child child she's she's a young woman probably about 18 or 19 and just a bit uh shaky due to the con damage she sustained but seems to enjoy the company and the stories and and sharing tea and uh and whatnot she seems she seems like quite a nice young girl
7: oh that's awesome then Next time we go shopping, I might have to buy her something.
1: All right. I think a few hours pass while you're entertaining her and just keeping an eye on her. And no where rats bust through the windows to kill you. But there does come a knock at the door.
7: Is there, like, a nearby window or, like, a peephole or something I can use to identify the uh, guest?
1: Uh, Yeah, you can look around and see Riley standing there.
7: basically like like a a grandma or something that's opening the door just just like open it like a few inches and be like oh riley what are you doing here
5: yes hi hello leaf i've come to uh see how things are over here see how things have progressed how is she doing
7: nina's resting i'm still waiting on the uh processed antidote from uh foresight but i'm making do with the ingredients that i have and uh, she should hopefully be growing stronger as as uh, she gets rest.
1: Good, good. Um, Riley, yes, go go ahead and make me a perception check.
5: Well, two on the die brings me to an eight.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, you can smell something a little odd, but it, it it's it's kind of just like wafting very faintly from within, so you're not sure what it is.
5: Oh, Leaf, are you cooking?
7: Uh, I, I've been making little snacks and whatnot for Nina as the day goes on. Gotta keep her fed to keep the strength up.
5: Well, that makes sense. Um, I do have a favor I would like to ask you, if you don't mind stepping outside for a moment.
7: I just kind cannot... of glance back at at nina once
5: and then uh sure sure and uh once leaf steps outside riley will uh say so i have some growing concerns about the encounter from earlier today i'll be watching my health over the next few days though i'd be appreciative if uh you and Foresight's wouldn't mind giving me a more expert opinion
7: You wish me to do the diagnosis now?
5: Let's wait till tomorrow morning. Though I would appreciate you keeping in mind um, all potentials, and if you go out gathering ingredients and herbs again, to keep me in mind.
7: Okay. uh, I, I doubt I'll get out at any point today, but certainly at first light tomorrow, if Nina's well.
5: Yes, absolutely. I would not ask for you to leave her side tonight.
7: I see. uh, sir, are you feeling any different?
5: Uh, Riley, like, gives himself a look over, shrugs, and says, I feel fine for now.
7: Uh, any tenderness in the wound?
5: Nothing bizarre, anyways. (laughs) I mean, wounds are meant to hurt.
7: Then, uh... I suppose this is as uh, much as we could hope for in the time that's passed, and uh, we'll have a look at it tomorrow.
5: Yes, agreed. Just wanted to make you aware of the situation and come to check up on Nina and yourself.
7: So uh, everything okay with the others?
5: Yes. Uh, Adira is doing history with Clint, and um, we uh, ran into someone that Lark recognized in some capacity. But everyone is occupied uh, and well engaged in their own little things.
7: Ah, well, perhaps things will be taking a turn for the positive.
5: Yes, I I do have some growing concerns, Leaf, I'll admit. The uh, encounter with the werebeast in the alley has uh, kind of have my uh, nerves on edge, so to speak.
7: Well, uh, we, we can't exactly get much worse than alleyway lycanthrope attacks
5: (laughs) well I certainly hope not it's just the thing the creature says regarding a girl it was easy to think he was talking about Nina but I have growing concerns that it might be someone very important to me
7: Uh, I hope I'm not prying when I ask Uh, someone we should know
5: no, but she is the reason that I am here. Riley, like, holds out his arms and just gestures around. The purpose for my travels. The reason I'm seeking to go to Starlights.
7: So she's in Starlight.
5: Last I heard, from the information I gathered in Stormbluff, yes.
7: What reason would anyone have to hurt her?
5: I'm uncertain. I'm about as uncertain as I am regarding why a were-beast like that would target me.
7: Seems so strange. Your your familial debts paid off. Uh, You you should be scot-free now.
5: Yes. It is, uh, as I mentioned to Brock, it's very unfortunate that the creature has been blown into a fine red mist.
7: Certainly out of our hands.
5: Yes, and all over my clothing.
7: Then, then we we should make that a priority to, to find your, your lady friend. Uh, expedite if we have to.
5: Yes, I've been asking around town just to try to put some of the more concerning thoughts I've been having at ease, and I've hit a dead end. I intend to pick up the pace again tomorrow. I'd appreciate you focusing on Nina's health and keeping my own in mind for the future. That's where I would appreciate most of your effort going.
7: Uh, I see. Um, I, I can certainly do that, but if I find room to do more, uh, uh, I'll make sure it's done.
5: And that is, I suppose, all I can ask for, Leaf. Riley like reaches out a hand and puts it on Leaf's shoulder.
7: Uh, I mean between like all the worry about like the lycanthrope attack and now you're mentioning you've got someone who is important to you that that might be in danger he he's gonna like take the handshake and pull it into a hug Uh,
5: (laughs) yes a hearty man hug
7: (laughs) no no this is this is a dainty concerned like grandma elf hug
5: Okay, well Riley goes for the hearty man hug and then realizing it's a dainty little grandpa hug, he'll uh switch force, I guess. <laughs> yes, this this is not awkward at all. This is fine. <laughs> and he chuckles.
7: We'll uh we'll make this right. <sighs> is, is uh is that everything?
5: Yes. All that I can think of for now, you'll be staying with Nina the night
7: uh, I suppose uh that's where I'm probably uh best suited
5: agreed do uh do let us know if anything changes worsens or hopefully gets better with any luck with any luck, and Riley will uh nod and begin backing away
6: <laughs> mm. all right,
5: into the night
7: wave and shut the door
5: all right so uh, hold on holding on
7: have you had enough to eat (laughs) i forgot oh riley you're skin and
3: bones (laughs) (laughs) don't forget to tell him to take a little sweater with him
5: just because I put most of my points into dexterity, alright? Listen, there's not enough points to go around. I can't be meaty.
3: He's, he's
4: gonna have to take, like, 16 plates of leftovers home, too. You can't let, I let him leave, he, leave empty behind. I, mean,
1: I, I want to point out the fact that d- despite there being a con-based character in the group, oh. Riley has the most hit points.
5: Am, am I the only
1: d10 hit die? Yeah. Sick.
3: Well, that and Troy just rolls shit every time.
1: Yeah, he did. And I did when I did the re-roll like it, it was just shit
3: yep i rolled awful
1: <laughs> so brock you're sitting at the inn while riley's heading back and gerard and his crew come busting through the door uh obviously winded uh they look around and they're like hey uh hey, you uh brock right um yes you're uh that your one friend with the thing they, they vanished
4: um i i'm sorry by one my one friend with the thing
1: uh the the quiet one that didn't shop with you uh, um foresight the weird lady adira yeah, she had she paid us fifty gold to guard him, but he just vanished into thin air.
4: <laughs> um, and where where did this happen?
1: Uh, out in the woods, probably. Uh, I don't know. Two minute walk, out of town.
4: Okay. Um, one second. Uh, Brock is gonna run upstairs to. <sighs> <Would> he be... <laughs> He's gonna knock on Clint's door first, then Adira's door. I don't know which room they're in.
1: They're in Clint's room. So there will come a knock at the door shortly after you finish your vision, Adira.
3: Um, It's not her door. She will look at Clint.
1: Well, you, you know what I mean.
3: Clint. <laughs> uh,
1: Clint will stand up.
4: It might take me a while to get up there because apparently I'm pretty slow. Oh,
1: You have a movement speed of 20 feet. Homeboy. You wow.
3: Sl- so <laughs> I, have, I have time to slide my gloves back on.
1: Right uh so he will answer the door and there will be a brock standing standing there and a clint opening the door staring at brock and like, uh, yes what's the matter
4: is adira still here
1: uh yes she's just here
4: i'll kind of poke my head in the room and look at adira um gerard says foresight is gone gone where Uh di- disappeared. i he said you sent him into the woods
3: I didn't send him in the woods. I told him not to go. Oh, fuck. She'll get up and go downstairs.
4: I'll hardly follow.
1: Right, so... I'll
3: walk slow so Brock can keep up. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's fine.
1: <laughs> well, all he has to do is hustle and he can keep up. So Okay. You go downstairs, and Gerard and uh, his two companions are there. All of them have apparently ran the entire distance from out of town uh, across town and then to here and are quite winded. Uh He just... He was standing there. He was talking. He sat down, stand up, and he would keep talking to whatever the hell it was. And the trees were shaking. And then he reached out his hand at one point and then he was he was just gone. He just poof. I didn't see him cast any spell or anything. He was just gone.
3: Wonderful. Okay. Uh Rock, do you know where Riley went?
4: Um he is about the town, I suppose. He is looking for information on someone he is, he is seeking out. But other than that, I, I do not know specifically where he would be at.
3: Alright. Well, I suppose I should go to the woods and poke around, see if uh, I can find any trace of him.
1: We already took a look around, but uh, we'll take you to where he was.
3: Well, I should hope so, for the money I paid you.
1: Of course.
4: Uh, I, I should probably go with you, but we should probably leave a note before we leave, letting letting people know where we went so that way if they show up, we're not just suddenly gone.
3: The bartender's behind the bar, right? Yeah. Mr. Bourne.
1: Uh, yes, Miss Adira.
3: When Riley returns, will you please tell him we've gone into the forest because Foresight vanished?
1: Um, sure. Yes, uh, I can do that.
3: When he asks what that means, tell him you don't know because I don't know.
1: Uh, certainly.
3: There, problem solved.
4: I, I suppose that does the job well enough.
1: Alright, so y'all are led out into the woods. Meanwhile, Riley returns to the inn. <laughs> to which Mr. Bourne goes, Uh, Mr. Morheim. Uh your friends Adira and uh the the one with the crystals for her hair. Yes. They they said they were going out into the woods because Mr. Foresight was uh vanished and I was told to tell you I don't know what that means because they don't either.
5: Riley stares at him and like blinks a couple of times and um nods. Takes a deep breath. And says, Well, this is turning out to be quite the eventful day. I suppose I ought to attempt to follow suit. Please, uh, if they somehow return without me, please let them know that I attempted to follow them. Uh, of course. And uh, Riley will do a little bit of a stretch since it's been kind of a long day at this point, and then uh, head out the door and <laughs> off
1: to the forest. Um, Go ahead and give me a survival check.
5: Can I ask around instead to see if, like, people saw them pass by to get kind of a better sense of direction?
1: Uh, That'll get you, like, I'm not even going to make you roll for that. Like, Mm -hmm. that'll get you to the gate and a general direction. But once you start heading into the woods, you're going to need a survival. All right. (laughs) Because it is a group of, like, five people that are all moving pretty hastily.
5: Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, that survival's not great. I'll roll it. Fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, eight and a die brings me to a solid, solid nine. Um, well. Uh, oh, there's a see. road here. Of course they followed the road. Why wouldn't they?
3: <laughs> you could always just resort to calling out our names and hoping we hear.
1: Oh, actually... Because it's five people and, you know, it's really soft ground. It is raining, to be fair. Right. But it, it hasn't been very long, so the DC is only, like, a six. So, yes, you oh. can follow their tracks.
5: Awesome. I, and here I was worried. <laughs> Great. Great. Uh, plus, we're all probably using a light source, too, right? Which has to make it a little bit easier to find people. Yeah, like, once you get into range,
1: you'll see the light. Yeah, okay. Um, So Riley following behind by probably a good 10, 15 minutes. Adira, Brock, you're led out into this grouping of trees, two of which look as though almost every leaf has been shaken from their branches and are just lay scattered around them. Uh, Drawer's like, This is where he was, and he told whatever that invisible thing was to touch one tree for yes and the other tree for no, and sometimes one would vibrate and the other, and sometimes they'd both, and sometimes neither, when he asked questions.
3: Can I use my detect magic to see if there's any, like, magical residue that, from the school that would be like a teleportation or something like that?
1: Yeah, you can, you can use detect magic.
3: Then that is what I shall be doing.
1: Okay, one moment. All right, uh, you would see, um, an aura in the area. Uh, go ahead and give me an arcana check.
3: Okay, um, funnily enough, this will be untrained. I don't have any trained...
1: Oh, okay. Um, do you have Spellcraft? No. Oh, Adira doesn't then, have
3: yeah. Arcana or Spellcraft.
1: Okay, well, there's magic.
3: That's all I can tell about it. Yeah. What the hell you mean, unable to find skill record with correct name? What does that mean, <laughs> Sean?
1: I don't know. What, Me, what did you do?
3: I don't know. I tried to roll an Arcana check. Hey, I did it that time. Didn't, <laughs> didn't get shit, but I did it that time. I'm so, learning. Okay. Uh,
4: I would ask Gerard, um, I would look at him and I would be like, do you know what the uh, the last question he asked before he disappeared was?
1: Um, he looks between them and uh, the, the one man uh, the half <clears throat> half orc. The half orc. Yeah, I I can speak, I swear. Bolt Orlin, he walks forward and he says, he said something about you want me to come with you. And that's when he vanished. He reached out his hand.
3: Hmm. That was not a smart thing to do.
4: Well, at least it sounds like he may have left voluntarily and wasn't necessarily kidnapped.
3: Yes, he's left voluntarily was a creature from another plane that we could not identify.
4: I'm just saying at least he wasn't kidnapped.
3: Well, I don't know that that makes much difference if this creature's from a bad place. Kidnapped or not, something bad could be on the other side, but we have no way of knowing where it took him. Hey Forsyth, you want some extra plain of candy? <laughs>
4: Are there any other identifying marks other than just leaves on the ground?
1: There's some, like, shuffle patterns on the ground where, uh, Foresight was obviously, like, sitting up, standing down, pacing a little bit, going back and forth. But, oddly enough, there, other than where, uh, Gerard and his crew, like, looked around for him, there's no disturbance whatsoever, except for these leaves shaken off the trees.
4: Um, what what exactly was this thing that uh, that he went out in the woods with?
3: I don't know. I got back to the inn and Mr. Bourne was complaining because something was shaking the inn badly enough to scare everybody. Um, so I went up to see what was going on. It was coming from Forsyth's room. He claimed there was a being there with him. Only he could see it. Um, He couldn't give a description of it. It was, I don't know, shadowy or cloaked or something. I told him he should send it away, and instead he wanted to talk to it. To uh, try to understand it. Study it, I guess, if you will. And so he insisted on taking it somewhere where he could do that without it disturbing the inn, And... I paid these people to follow him so that if it attacked or whatever, he would have help in the fight, but uh, I have no way of knowing what it is. Only he could see it.
4: Yeah, that sounds like it could be any number of things.
3: Most of which are not good.
4: Not necessarily. There are plenty of things that are not of a malicious nature in the world.
3: I don't think things like this are from this world there are plenty of things
4: that aren't malicious that aren't from this world
3: typically the good things don't try to hide their appearance from you no that much is
4: likely to be true yes I have never really met a creature from another plane so I wouldn't know one way or the other I suppose I've just heard that there are well, not strictly evil ones.
3: Oh well, that's true. There's there's not evil ones. There, I mean, and there's ones that are actually really, really good. But I I can't fathom a reason that any of those beings would be like, "Ooh, I don't want you to see me."
1: Adira, you might take notice that there is an odd lack of a certain presence that likes to, uh, likes to butt in in moments and situations like this.
3: Oh, damn. Traxis? Yes. No
1: He will appear immediately. What?
3: Hi.
0: Hello.
1: How's
3: your day been?
0: That's a very inaccurate way to ask that question, but whatever. I'm all right. What do you want?
3: We have a little situation here. Some creature showed itself to Forsyth. Well, it was shrouded. He couldn't tell exactly what it was, but it was with him, and it's taken him away.
1: He will look very, for what features he has, confused, and he will vanish momentarily before returning. That's very strange. He doesn't look happy at all, like he usually does.
3: What's very strange, dear?
0: I follow him up to this point, and he's just gone. He doesn't appear anywhere else that I can see. Nowhere nearby, that's for sure. It's a shame I never got to mark him. I'd be able to find him
3: just like that. But when you were following him up to this point, did you see this entity that's with him?
0: No. Perhaps he was just mad in the head.
3: No, no. This being was shaking the entire inn, and these people saw it shaking the trees uh, to respond to his questions and such. It was here.
0: That's nonsense. I would have seen it. It may have been a manifestation of his own powers.
3: A manifestation of his own powers. So, then, how could he say to this creature that that he would go with him and disappear?
0: Well, mad people are, in fact, mad.
3: Madness doesn't make them completely disappear where you can't even find them on a timeline.
0: Like I said, he's gone beyond anywhere I can easily find him. He might still be around, but it'll take some looking to find. It's not as easy as it is with you and Leaf. now. I can just go, boop, there I am. But no, I don't have him marked, so it's not that easy. It'd be like you picking out a needle in a haystack.
3: What what can I tell you? I'm a possessive person. I don't want to share you with everybody.
0: <laughs> anyway, I can't tell you. I don't know where
3: he's gone right now. But searching around here for him is useless. I would say. Alright, well, if you hear something, would you mind letting me know?
0: Of course. After all, what fun would it be if I didn't figure out what the hell happened here?
3: Well, I'm glad that it has at least given you something to entertain yourself with.
0: Yes, well, I'm going to go back to that if you're done.
3: Oh, yes, by all means.
0: And he vanishes.
4: During this whole conversation, Brock is just, like, looking around, like, trying to like, just, like kind of you know, this is this is growing familiar, but he's still trying to figure out what the hell this thing is.
3: So um Taraxis says that he can't find him.
4: Should we have expected him to be able to?
3: Evidently yes. Um he followed his timeline up until this point and then Foresight just vanishes and he cannot find him or pick up his timeline on at any other point and so he's going to go do some investigating.
4: Uh, uh okay. Can can we trust him to tell us the truth when he finds it?
3: Well, he's not lied to us so far and in fact, the only thing he's really done is save Leaf from being killed and save Lark from dying from the daemon poison. So Thus far, he's given me no reason to distrust him.
4: I, it just it just seems like it wasn't the day ago that we were all kind of scared of him and very mistrustful of him. But I don't know. I haven't seen him yet, so...
3: Well, to be fair, I've only been able to talk to him for a day or so, so I didn't have a lot to go on other than someone interfering um, on Leaf's behalf and saying some rather strange things
1: I think around this time uh, I would like uh, Brock, Adira, and Riley to make perception checks
4: 23
5: Mm. oh that's an 8 that's
1: an 8
3: I got a 13
1: okay uh, Brock, you would notice coming up the, uh, the path that you came, uh, rather slowly appears to be, uh, lamplight.
4: I would kind of turn that way and kind of try and point a deer's attention that way, like by pointing or something. And I'd just be like, wait, hold on, somebody's coming. And i just kind of take like a defensive stance almost. It's like,
3: uh-oh. I'll walk forward.
4: okay
1: then (laughs) before too long Riley you would notice the group that you're tracking and Adira and Brock would notice that it's Riley coming up the path following the marks y'all left in the mud
5: Uh, Riley lifts up a hand gives a wave I
4: I would wave
3: have you come out to join the party
5: Yes, I understand Foresight has gone uh, I was going to say missing but the correct, the the terms I was told is vanished
3: Yes You remember I told you he was speaking to an unknown entity
5: Yes, as does seem to be the trend these days
3: Evidently he was overheard to say something about going with the entity and then poof was gone
5: Riley just like nods for a little bit longer than is comfortable (laughs) and says, so how do we get him back?
3: Well, the thing is, um, we don't know where he's at. I think at this point it's safe to assume he's not on the material plane, Uh, because Taraxas can't find him. Right. So Traxus is doing some investigating to see if he can figure out where he went. Because Traxus doesn't believe there was an entity with him at all.
5: So you're telling me that we're stuck leaving the fate of foresight in the hands of this creature that's haunting you?
3: Um, unless you can track extra-dimensional travel in some way?
5: Riley smiles and says well I did track you out here and I didn't think I was capable of doing that
3: well go ahead and give it a shot then
5: (laughs) Riley like looks up to the sky (laughs) and puts a hand to his chin and like squints his eyes and then says "Hmm, nope nope not even close not even close make me a
1: dexterity check
5: (laughs) to not fall between Dimensions? Okay. (laughs) I am so excited for this result.
4: I would love... Let me see if I can do it. Looks up, disappears, we're like, well, where did he go?
5: (laughs) That's a total of 13.
1: So you don't... You you don't get, like, a random... Just, like, huge-ass drop of water in the center of your eye. It just You kind of get rained on a little bit.
7: No bird dropping.
3: Well... I'm I i uh, I'm glad you tried. I, I think I'm beginning to warm up to you, Riley. Let's go back to the inn and have a drink.
5: As concerned I am for foresight, this does seem to be a little bit above and beyond me, and I would very, very much like to sit down and have a drink. Speaking of which, Brock, where's
4: Uh Last I am aware, he is in his room.
5: Oh, you weren't able to catch up to him?
4: Uh, I was not and I I knocked on a couple of doors, and nobody oh. seemed to know who where he was. And I, I didn't feel like disturbing the entire inn.
5: That's perfectly fine. I only asked you to do so at Lark's request, so that the uh, poor man wouldn't feel so alone. But perhaps we'll find him back at the inn.
4: Perhaps. Not so lonely.
5: Riley looks to the mercenary company and says... The three of you are welcome to join us as
1: well. After this night, I think we need a drink.
3: Yeah, The three of them should probably buy the first round, considering the amount of money I paid them to keep Foresight safe.
1: Oh. I'm not opposed. There's drinks on all of us.
3: Te- technically,
4: hold on. Out of out of character here. I just want to point out something. This is, this is kind of like the inner lawyer in me. You... <laughs> paid them to protect him for being attacked at no point was he attacked
3: <laughs> they still made an awful lot of money to watch him vanish they can buy the drinks they're just saying they stopped him from being attacked
6: mm.
4: but yep. they, they can still pay for drinks I'm not going to argue with that
5: hella they can absolutely pay for drinks and they're gonna fucking taking all my money fucking my mom's debt god Okay, we we go back to the inn and we force them to buy drinks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So you all return to the inn and have drinks. Meanwhile, Leaf remains with Nina to watch over her.
3: Yeah, I would inquire as to where Leaf is at because I literally have a backpack full of toys for Box.
7: He's just sitting alone at Nina's house, humming to himself.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, dear, I believe he's just sitting alone at Nina's house, humming. <laughs> but that's just a guess. Oh,
3: oh, um, okay. Are we sure that's appropriate?
5: Considering what Nina has gone through, the efforts we've made to see her healthy on the other side of this, I feel uh, very comfortable leaving her in Leaf's hands.
3: No, Leaf is an extremely capable person and an extremely nice man, but this is not a large town, and rumors—and she's, a, you know, a relatively young woman—at home by herself with a strange man.
5: Adira, do you think rumors are going to spread throughout the town that a tree man has fucked Nina?
3: <laughs> well I'm not sure I would... I'm not sure I would word it in such a crass way but a, a, a young girl has to protect her reputation That's... I,
4: I, I feel <laughs> the reputation of being a were creature holds a much greater harm than that of possible fornication with a tree man
5: uh, I'll I'll tell you what Adira. If we hear of these rumors starting to spread, we will quell them immediately.
3: Well, I should hope so.
5: To protect Leaf's good nature, of course.
3: Well, he is a good person.
5: Yes, I'd hate for that vixen Nina to get to him.
3: <laughs> no, that's not what <laughs> I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you Rightly you begins laughing. Impossible.
5: <laughs> oh, and
3: <You're> quite impossible. <laughs>
5: <laughs> wow, what a fucking heartwarming moment as we walk through the fucking pouring rain back into town. <laughs> ah, true companions, are we? <laughs> so luckily there's still five of us, which means we do still qualify to be a company.
3: Well, there's six. There are six if you count Fox's cat. Oh
5: well, the funny thing about Box is that he's more of a class feature than a character, so.
4: <laughs> so luckily, luckily, Lark does make a fifth person. So yes, still absolutely.
5: As a I would hate to have to change the name of our group.
3: <laughs> I think Box and the Catch count.
5: Well, uh, we, we can put it up to a vote after a few drinks, I think. We'll have uh, the mercenary company, Gerard and crew, weigh in on what they think might be best. On the well, technicality of a company and you, all
4: that. Have you offered Delma position?
5: Riley turns to Gerard and his crew <laughs>
1: <laughs> and says... They're all kind of just like, waving their hands at you, like, nah, we're good. <laughs> are you sure? We are a
5: lot of fun in spite of all the weirdness that has happened today.
1: Yes, well, uh, as far as your vote, uh, we three count as a company. Uh, And we have our own business to do.
5: So you do think that three people alone can qualify for a
1: company? It's not more of a squad?
4: That sounds more like a crowd to me.
1: It really depends on, I think, if you're part of a bigger subsection or not. Well, yes, yes. We don't have a bigger company.
0: So, we are the company.
5: Yes, but I, I feel like alone, just the three of you, you don't have the numbers to justify being called a company. It's more of a squad.
7: Would you say three's company?
5: Yes, yes, random passerby. I would say that three is company. Well, I wouldn't say that three is company. Sorry. <laughs> you caught me off guard. Farewell, stranger. <laughs> <laughs> What a strange fellow
1: that was. Just wandering through the fucking woods. <laughs> so y'all, y'all get back to the Yes. End. Great. Does anybody go to get Lark to drink? Or does Rock relay that he wanted to be left alone tonight?
4: I would I would relay his request for privacy. That when I had bothered him earlier he requested that he be left alone for the evening.
1: Does anybody ignore that request?
4: Probably Riley.
5: Oh, Sean, I want to. I want to, but considering the past experiences with Lark and some things really actually shaking him enough to want to venture away from the party and the encounter from earlier today with um, Keaze, I think that Riley is going to honor his request for privacy and just focus on drinking with Adira, Brock, and Gerard and his crew reminding Gerard and his crew that they are very much more a crew than a company. They,
1: they will bicker <laughs> back and forth to yes, you about this. This is
5: fine. <laughs> I accept these terms.
1: <laughs> but yes, you will all have a drink. Leaf will watch over Nina. Uh, eventually, Mr. Bourne will trade off with one of his hired servers uh, and head home.
3: Oh, Mr. Bourne, are you going home?
1: Uh, I... Yes, I am, miss.
3: She'll hand him the backpack be like, will you take this to Leaf and tell him that the stuff inside is for box, but I need my backpack back tomorrow. Uh,
1: yes, uh, you left your companion there, I take it.
3: Uh, my understanding is he's watching over your daughter.
1: Oh, uh, certainly. And he will uh, head off. Leaf, eventually, the door just opens, and Mr. Born walks in.
7: Oh. He's just like, what did you do to my daughter? <laughs> uh, he's just his little trinkets or whatever, and he's, he's playing with them like Barbie dolls at the table while he's waiting for something <laughs> to cook.
1: This man comes in, and he's just like, um, Mr. Leaf, Uh, Miss Adira said to give you this. But she wants her backpack back. It was toys for your box. Box! Ah! Oh, that frightened me.
7: Ah, well, I'll I'll take it gladly.
1: See you there, um, tree.
7: (laughs) I'm just going to have to get, like, a whole soundboard for, like, Grey Malkin. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but I, I'll I'll take them gladly and uh, see what the tree won't choke on. And, uh, He's incapable of choking. I mean, you, you'd be surprised how inventive he can get.
3: <laughs> well, like I bought like everything that Stall had, so surely there's something he can play with. Yeah,
1: there? So. There's no shortage of baubles.
7: All right kind of like lay out everything and arrange it like in in a corner that has the least amount of furniture and this this little home and uh i, I just kind of let fox go to town on it uh and i i guess i'll hang out with the cat and make sure that the cat's fed too gosh i've got just a little pack going on over here uh so mr Borner, are, <coughs> are you staying long or were you just here to deliver
1: uh, no, I'm coming home for the night.
7: Alright, well, uh, it, it seems Nina's health is uh, improving somewhat, or at least she's not worsening. She must be taking to the treatment, uh, so I'd take that as a good sign.
1: Thank you for keeping an eye on her. And yes, uh, she does seem to have been improving. Uh, and thank you for all you and your friends have that.
7: Well, uh, I, I hope to do more. It, if it's no bother, I'd like to continue medical observation until the morning, uh, whereupon I'll, I'll rejoin my group. Or my company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yes, certainly. Um, uh, we don't have another bed, but uh, uh, there's... Um...
3: But you can sleep in Nina's.
7: Oh, no.
1: No, um but uh, yeah i can put together a pallet for you and he'll put together some things to make a comfortable sleeping space
7: all right well uh that settles it then i guess i like because i bought some ingredients and food and stuff at the market uh prior so uh he's a I have some uh, food left over if you're hungry, but otherwise I think I might turn in for the night, eager to get on with the, the day. Of course. You
1: have a good sleep, Mr. Leaf.
7: Finger guns. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, with that, it comes to the next day. Which, uh, in which is a free day to do in what you wish. Uh, no weird shit. No. In what weird. you wish? What, what you want to do, whatever you want to do, provided <laughs> that you can do it.
4: Uh-huh.
5: Right. I think I would like to level up. I'm gonna just do that. That sounds Me great. Me too! Alright, cool. Oh, yeah. no, not...
3: How many levels are you gonna take?
5: Oh, I don't want to be too greedy. I think I'll just take 12.
3: Okay. That sounds fair. We'll do that.
5: Okay, cool. Great. (laughs) Whatever we want to do. Yeah, no problem.
6: Uh... So
3: yeah, it's about break time, so when you get back, everybody make sure you're level fourteen.
6: Ooh. Awesome. Tasty. Uh...
5: I'm not hearing a no, so.
6: Uh,
5: <laughs> it no. sounds like a yes. I'm sorry. No. Yes? Yes. N O. <laughs> N-O. That's a weird way to spell yes.
4: Huh. <laughs> well, we all know Sean's terrible at spelling, so.
5: <laughs> right, that makes sense.
3: As far as stuff to do the next day, um, Adira only has, like, Two things she wants to do. Are you listening to me? What? Intently. (laughs) First of all, she's given Leaf 50 gold to help replace, have money for the church.
1: Okay.
7: Oh, I thought you were going to pay me to guard Foresight.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little light for that. Go find him.
3: Let's just give him money for the church. How about that? All right. So do I have to like type this in? No. Yes. You have to type numbers in this. I'm changing my gold.
1: Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, so I did that right, didn't I? Yep. Yes, I did. Yay me. Okay. <laughs> Um, but also during the day, if there was time, she would sit down and, uh, she would finally come clean and explain to Brock and Riley these weird powers since everybody's going to know about them anyway.
7: Did you just adjust my, uh, GP on my sheet? Yes. (laughs) Okay, I was, I was wondering, because I I was, like, desperately trying to click it and the numbers just started shape shifting.
4: (laughs) This cider's gone bad. <laughs> hey, as long as it's going up, there should be no complaints. Uh-huh. <laughs> so what powers are you explaining? Um, well...
3: Her whole psychic touch thing. Oh, okay.
5: Great. Uh so I like are we gonna talk that out? Are we stopping for a break? Should I that's say what Riley Sean. wants to do?
3: That's i that's <laughs> I, Sean said, What do y'all want to do? So I was telling him what I wanted okay. to do for the day so he could decide what he wanted to do. Ooh,
5: ooh I want to say what I want to do outside of leveling okay, up.
3: Okay, do do what yeah. you want to do. Great. Yeah. So Riley's
5: <laughs> Riley's plan for the day is he's gonna spend the morning um kind of taking it easy. I'm assuming that um, he might not be feeling 100%, maybe more like 90 to 80% um, in terms of health at this point, considering that <laughs> probably are setting in. So it would be hoping that maybe if Leaf has the time in the morning to go out and fetch herbs and remedies and stuff and maybe do a little bit of a heal check on Riley to help him get over this awful, awful curse disease before it becomes a curse. <laughs> and then after that, in the afternoon, um, maybe after talk with Adira, he needs to go out and do more digging around on Victoria.
6: Okay.
5: Yeah.
7: I like that.
4: Brock is Brock is going to try and set his thing into his
7: necklace for most of the okay.
1: day. Uh, okay. Does Leaf agree to go look for what's needed for Riley?
7: Oh, he agrees so hard.
1: How hard? Tell me how hard.
7: He <laughs> Almost tears the door off its hinges on his way to go help his friends.
1: Hats,
5: hats. The correct response is Brock Hard. We've been over this.
6: Oh.
1: <laughs> 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 I lowballed it. <laughs> next
5: time, next time. We'll get it next time. You Every time. Let you down. It's okay. It's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every time you take a step, there's just like, you know how in video games there's the little dust animations that come off your feet? It's just little pings of Brock. I'm just spinning away from your feet.
5: Uh, nailed it. That's hilarious. Yep. I'm laughing on the inside so hard.
1: No, you're not. Um, okay, <laughs> so I need a survival check you from... You didn't
3: make that, that laugh track, did you, Chris? <laughs> did you... No.
1: No. I didn't. Uh, I, I need a craft check from Brock, and I need a survival check from Hats. You don't um, need nothing from me, boy. Bitch.
7: That's a twenty-five.
1: So twenty-five. You can find. Let's see here.
7: Well, well, actually, uh, it it if I may take the liberty prior to, to going out and doing everything, but he's just gonna like perk perk up to the group, and he's like, you know what, going out to the woods is a fantastic idea. Does anybody want to join?
3: I would probably get lost.
4: I would gladly join you in the woods.
7: Yeah, have have you never gone foraging? It's a delightful experience. The woods are wonderful this time of year.
4: I mean, I've, I've gone foraging in the rocks. I've never gone foraging in the woods.
7: Well, you should experience it at least once. Uh, foresight seemed to have a good time, and he's normally such a sourpuss.
5: Right, Leaf, speaking Uh-oh. of Foresight.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> <Oh-oh>.
6: Oh, no. <laughs>
5: Um, so, all right, kid, I'm going to level with you. <laughs> Riley, like, straightens out his clothing and says, so, um...
1: All right, kid, he <laughs> says to the 144-year-old elf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Riley, all
4: right, kid, says the youngest man here. Yeah, <laughs> yep, Riley's
5: only 19, so, uh... Mm. So, Leaf, um, Foresight has Vanished.
7: Like, uh, into his room?
5: Like, into the woods, out of the material plane.
7: According to who?
5: Riley looks at Adira.
3: <laughs> he was speaking to an entity that nobody else could see, but Charaxxus said he checked the timeline and there's no entity there that he thought maybe it was a form of madness that had caused it. But his timeline has vanished from this world.
7: That doesn't even make sense.
5: Believe me, Leaf, I know.
3: It didn't make sense to Taraxis either, which is the reason he's investigating it. And as soon as he knows something, he's supposed to let us know.
7: You don't just, just vanish from time.
3: Well, you wouldn't think so.
7: Especially not foresight. Who's, like, who's, he, who's he going to talk to that's going to run off with him? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's Whoa. the thing.
3: He, he thought he was talking to some entity, and it seemed like maybe he was because there was reaction. The building was shaking when he was here. The trees were shaking when he was out there. But Traxxas says there was no entity with him.
7: So we should uh, create a search party and and go find him.
3: Well, except his timeline isn't on the material plane, and we don't have the ability to follow to whatever plane he went to.
7: But he had to have left footprints or or something, maybe finding where he disappeared from.
3: We've been there. He literally vanished. There was a magic field left behind. He, He vanished, like teleported away.
7: And no one thought to notify
3: me? I look back at (laughs) Riley.
7: We
4: decided the best way to get over it was with copious drinking.
7: Complete apathy. Leave. Copious
4: drinking.
5: Believe me, I I peered into the skies attempting to transcend dimensions, but unfortunately it failed me. And at that point in time, it was... There was little we could do, little I could do. I needed to know Nina was safe. I had left her in your hands. The day was over by that point. Notifying you last night wouldn't have changed anything.
4: While we're telling everybody, uh, shouldn't we uh, go ahead and tell Lark too?
6: <laughs>
5: you know, Brock, it is still early. If he chooses to sleep in, let's respect his privacy. Okay. I uh, should have come to it. I will inform Lark later.:
7: Oh, great.: Well, he... <laughs> God. maybe we should bring him along, then. He might have some insight
5: into transdimensional travel.
7: Who's truly been able to verify that it's uh, that gobbledygook you keep spouting? trans-dimensional? was was that teraxus's uh, information you're going off of?
5: Leaf, I'm going to level with you. I have no idea what I'm talking about either.
7: <laughs> then there's
3: hope. For him not to be on the material plane means he has to be somewhere else.
7: And this means Lark isn't uh can't know this either?
3: I didn't say Lark couldn't know, but I I highly doubt Lark has mastered the art of traveling between planes. <sighs>
5: Leaf, perhaps if it will put your mind a little bit more at ease, once you and Brock head to the woods to gather materials, Brock can show you the point at which Foresight vanished. And you can check it over for yourself.
7: Well, as as much as, like, his, his back had straightened and he had perked up and you know, his his face curled into a smile at the thought of going out, hanging out in the woods and having fun with his buddies. He's he's now slouched and drooping, and his his face is covered in worried lines. And uh it's like, yeah, there's um, I, I suppose there's uh, other matters that that still need tending to.
5: Believe me, Leaf, I like it just about as much as you do. This is unfortunate and troublesome. And were I capable of doing anything to try to track Foresight down, I'd be doing it, but I'm unfortunately out of my league here.
7: Well. I promise not to just forget about it from this point. We're, we're going to find out what happened and we're going to try and find him.
5: Agreed. Absolutely.
3: Taraxas is currently looking, trying to find where his timeline might have popped up so that we can figure out what steps to take, but none of us have the ability to do that, so all we can do is wait and see what he comes up with.
1: And Leif, you would have noticed a distinct lack of Taraxas throughout the night and the morning.
7: Uh, will not comment on it. He's just kind of... He he droops a bit, and then he says, well, uh, Brock, if you're still interested uh, in, in helping me forage, uh, I suppose uh, now's a good time.
4: Well,
1: of course. Uh, Brock, go ahead and roll me a survival to aid.
4: quality survival. Thank you very much. Let's
1: see. Quality with a K. 14. Alright, that'll aid. Uh Raising leaves by 2. I will allow that to re-roll that. Which, it does do a little bit better. Uh, you find 2 doses of the wolf's spain you seek.
7: So, Ah, sorry i'm just getting over a cold so if I, I cut off mid-sentence it's because i'm hacking up a lung.
5: oh just don't do that twice that's that's bad news oh yeah yeah
7: you run out of those quick right quick um, so uh it's just kind of holding up all of our our well-gotten gains and uh it's like well well this is good news at least we've uh found two doses uh this, this should certainly help Nina uh, get along on her recovery.
1: No. No.
4: That's for Riley. Riley.
7: Shenanigans. Riley, Riley needs that. Riley.
5: <laughs> Leaf is so distraught over Forsythe going away. He just can't.
7: Too many lycanthropes.
5: <laughs> you say too many. I say not enough. But, you know, tomato, tomato.
7: Well, you keep your hands to yourself, Mister. We're not procreating any more of that werewolf juice.
1: Werewolf <laughs> juice. <laughs> uh, and I'll say while you were out, you also found four more doses of sleeper's leaf.
7: This will also help in case Riley becomes too talkative.
4: <laughs> wow. Man. I I certainly I certainly agree with that one. God, yeah, he tends to ramble sometimes in <clears> throat> fact throat> in wow. fact uh, <clears throat> just, just yesterday we had, a, we had a very long discussion about whether or not we were still adequate to be called a company or whether we were a squad or maybe a group <laughs> Although now that I'm thinking about it should we change our name to a collective <laughs> <laughs> one of those I, I am sure he would like to hear your input on it as well
7: why not go with the ambiguous and refer to yourself as a guild? Oh. Hmm. It implies uh, organization over explicit numbers.
4: Well, I am sure he would be happy to hear that. Although, he, he may have to backtrack through all the towns we've been through before and uh, correct everyone who <laughs> formerly has known us as <laughs> Riley's Company.
1: The guild formerly known as Riley Moreheim's company.
5: <laughs> Alright, guys. We gotta go back.
7: No hosting a happy hour at the Blackfish Tavern.
4: Ah, <laughs> oh, shit.
7: Oh. Um. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming Fox doesn't punch any more owls to death. So uh, that's, that's it for our foraging, huh?
4: Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, Brock would take you by... He would ask if you want to see the spot where Foresight disappeared. Maybe you would have more familiarity with the woods than the rest of us. And he would take you by that area.
7: Where's uh? Where are spells on these sheets?
1: Uh, under Actions. Axial. The very last tab.
3: On the Abilities tab.
7: Um, so I'm going to, I guess while we're around the spot that he disappeared, I'd like to cast Detect Magic.
1: Okay. Um, by this point in the morning, the magic will have faded and you pick up nothing.
7: Doesn't stop him from being thorough. Uh but, if after like fifteen minutes he doesn't catch a whiff of anything, he'll give up
1: no not- nothing in particular other than the occasional wisp of just ambient magic that does occur
7: nothing I, I mean do do i do I catch like any sign of like the trail that I made or footprints or snap twigs
1: uh yeah, there. They're flooded by this point, you know, filled with water, but the tracks are there.
7: Well, he was certainly here.
1: You also see the evidence of all the other people that were there as well, inspecting and searching before.
7: And there's there's no sign of, like, any supernatural other than the tracks suddenly ending.
1: Uh, the biggest thing that stands out to you is right in front of where he was standing, the two trees. Like they seem to have all of their leaves have been shaken from their branches.
7: There, there's like not a knowledge that I could make to kind of figure that one out, or I, I guess it'd just be pretty easily explained away by something hitting the trees pretty hard.
1: No, like you would, it would stand out as not being something that just happens because like the leaves are healthy. I mean, they're a day old now, but they're healthy. Uh, uh, like, there's no good reason other than violent shakage that there would be, like, almost no leaves left on these trees. Because they haven't, like, their bark's still present, so they weren't hit by lightning.
4: Uh, if I saw a leaf, like, examining the trees in great detail, uh, Brock would walk up and would be like, um, Gerard said that Foresight was using these trees to communicate, and one of these trees was a positive, and one of these trees was a negative, and the uh, entity would beat on the tree to signal one or the other.
7: I see, maybe there is some truth to this. So if you look at the other growth in the area, it's all fresh and green, and uh, there are lots of still green leaves just pooled around the base of these trees had to have been shaken by a hurricane, but these are the only two. Huh. Whatever did this is uh, certainly terrifying in and of itself. And that it spooked her axis is uh, an entirely other matter. Uh, perhaps we should return to the others. Uh, perhaps that would be best if you
4: were were you able to notice anything that maybe Adira was not
7: no uh no residual magic no tracks leading off it disappears right here it's uh, as as if he was taken into the sky uh, but at magic at, at least of this magnitude is not necessarily my forte uh i'm I'm not quite this advanced. Hmm. But I'm I'm sure there's uh, still much to learn, and uh, we'll hopefully get to the bottom of this in time.
4: Uh, Hopefully that is true, yes.
7: Although, unfortunately,
4: magic is far beyond my understanding.
7: Well, perhaps one day uh, you can begin down the path of the green. I just Nudge him with an elbow.
1: Uh, possibly,
4: I do not feel that our ways are too far removed.
7: Yeah, just he's gonna keep taking druid levels until he learns how to do. Uh, what was it stone speak? <laughs> start talking to rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: just gonna pick up a rock and just start holding a conversation. <laughs>
7: yeah. This is this is Harvey. We've known each other for years.
1: So uh, unless anyone objects prior to the group reconvening at the end, I think we should take our break. I object. Please. No. Okay. one. No.
5: What? You can't. Sean, he can't do that, can he?
1: I don't know he's the lawyer. Yeah.
4: Well, I... I, I object. I object to the overruling. Ooh. Wait, who's the lawyer?
1: <laughs> oh uh hats is of course.
7: Yeah, I mean I don't I don't have any degrees, uh, but I like to argue.
5: <laughs> yeah, well guess what? I I work at, in a law firm, so I think that makes me closer to being a lawyer than you, sir.
3: Wait, wait, wait. Who took debate? Which of which of you took debate in high school?
7: Uh you might I, I've often been referred to as a master debater. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I mean, you can't ignore the mighty oak.
5: So, what you're telling me is you do a lot of talking with your hands, right?
7: That thing's been put to so much use, it's been stripped of all its bark.
3: Great. Mmm. <laughs> Hi, this is Tracy, the voice of a deer. I would like to take a moment to tell you about a new podcast we have coming out. It releases this Friday, May 3rd. It's called Dustress. We have a pre-colonialism Native American, a Old West gambler, and a modern day teenager from Detroit, dropped off in a brand new world full of magic and absolute chaos. I am the DM. I will try to wrangle them and guide them as they make their journey across this world and maybe learn some new things and right some wrongs. If you like high magic fantasy, this is definitely a world for you. You can find us on Twitter at Dustress Podcast. And we hope you join us there and in the Discord. Welcome to Dustress.
1: I'd like to thank our Patrons, Brian Bridges, Brian Rafe, Don Bewley, and Tim Demuse. Thank you all so much for supporting the show and our endeavors as a whole. If you'd like to become a Patron, you can find us on patreon.com forward slash eldritchdream. We have a bunch of rewards for Dustress and Aeterna involved. You can also join us in the Hive, that's our Discord, linked in the episode description. You can also find links to our tea Public, where we have tons of designs for various types of merch. Hit us up on Twitter or Discord. We love to hear from everyone and enjoy making new friends. And until next time, everyone, may the Eldritch Gods haunt your dreams.